Welcome to the Undomestic Housewife podcast. My name is Natalie and I'm your Undomestic host. This is a podcast about everyday life with everyday people. Let's be clear, no professional advice is given and the opinions expressed are solely my own or that of guests. I've had a lot of ups and downs that have made for a wealth of crazy life experiences. Add to that, I've met some pretty amazing people on this journey, and I'm hoping between us all, there may be some nuggets of inspiration, some laughs, wisdom, and a sense that you are not alone on this roller coaster called life. As for who am I, I've got zero claim to fame. I'm a wife, a mom, a daughter, a friend, and a magnet for chaos. I'm a klutz, queen of sarcasm, a collector of cute pets. I'm addicted to romance novels and true crime podcasts. I have stories to share and storytellers to introduce you to. So let's get comfy, let's grab a bevy, and let's chat. Hi, and welcome to the Undomestic Housewife uh, podcast. I am your Undomestic Housewife, Natalie. Welcome to episode 11. Uh, Today we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of flying. So a little history. So two, almost three years ago, because I've been laid off for about a year now, uh, due to coronavirus, uh, nobody's really flying, at least in Canada. I, my my understanding is in the States, things are almost normal. The only difference is um, you have to wear a mask on the plane and in the airport, which makes total sense. But in Canada, we're not quite there yet. So we're not flying at our capacity, not even close to, I think, 20% capacity in terms of fleet, excuse me. And um, airports are still really empty, um, but we're getting there. And the hope is that maybe in the fall, um, things will pick up and we can return to work and people can travel and go see their families and go to all those nice tropical destinations. Um, that would that would be great. I know I'm looking forward to flying somewhere nice and warm and seeing my family back east. Uh, so yeah, so anyway, when I was 45, I, I woke up and decided I was gonna be a flight attendant because you know, why not? And actually it was at the encouragement of a friend who said that I would love it. And I was so hesitant because I was like, who is gonna hire a pleasantly plump 45 year old woman who, um, I just thought, well, not who, whatever, but just, I just thought at that point in my life, in my head, you know, you always see the flight attendants, they're always so perfectly coiffed. And, you know, I always thought you had to sort of be a certain way. And, and I don't know, I just, I guess I grew up in an airline family and I just remember my mom was always so petite and her hair was always perfectly done and her nails and her makeup and she was so polished. And that's just in my head what flight attendants, you know, looked like and apparently no they do hire you know curvy 45 year old women who are almost 50 (laughs) but um it is so great to see that anybody can be a flight attendant like really I mean men women it doesn't matter uh you know as much how tall you are you have to be able to reach the overhead bins it's helpful if you speak a second language which I do so that was great um but there's so many different types of people who are flight attendants and that's what makes the whole experience so rich and fun because that diversity just yeah it was just so rewarding to work with so many different people and i think you know it's a lesson to me to not count myself out i just thought because i was a certain age and um you know i wasn't the picture of uh 
being super in shape, <laughs> you know, and such that I didn't fit the bill. And it turns out that I guess I clean up good. And um, I got to take my life experience with me and use that to become a cabin crew member, which was one of the greatest experiences. The training was hell, not going to lie. It was the most intense month. You think that we learn how to serve cookies and pretzels and coffee, but no, we don't. Apparently, that's just something you need to know. Um, I think the service is a whole day. Uh, the other part of the month is intense training on safety. So everything from how to put out a fire on a plane, you know, whether it's in the overhead or in the ovens or, um, you know, somebody's electronic devices, uh, to um, what to do if there was a decompression and those masks come down, which is why you need to pay attention during the safety demo. So you know what to do with it. Because when poop hits the fan, I'm not going to have time to come running to you to say, hey, I know you weren't listening during the safety demo, but this is how you put on your mask. Because you need to put on your mask like ASAP if those things come down. Um, so yeah, so we learn how to, you know, what to do if there's turbulence, if there's a decompression, if there is somebody who becomes um, unreasonable or um, aggressive on board, what to do if there's a medical, somebody's having a heart attack or hurts themselves, um, what to do if somebody is, you know, identifies themselves in a dangerous situation. They even teach you what to do if you found an explosive on board, like God forbid that ever happens, um, to um, what to do if there is a hijacking. I mean, these are all scenarios nobody wants to think about when you're flying, but your flight attendants have to be trained in all the things that you don't want to think about. So if there was an emergency landing, there are like four different scenarios that you're trained in. You know, also if there's land, if there's water, if it's planned, if it's not planned, you know, is it a fire? Are there children? How to sweep a plane? How to evacuate it in 90 seconds and assess threats outside those those doors and windows? So it's a lot more than I think the passenger really knows. They just sort of assume that you're there to um, serve beverages. So, um, yeah, the... It, it's interesting how how much training goes into being a cabin crew member. Um, and it is definitely a cool experience because you're going different places. Um, the other thing is people, I think, assume that we all know each other. We don't. I think in two years, I flew with maybe two or three people more than once. Every time you get on that plane, um, 90, 98% of the time, I had no idea who they were and they didn't know who I was. So you're introducing yourself, making introductions and it's like a dance. Everybody has a position and you know what your responsibilities are and you all work in unison to make sure that all the tasks get done, the safety checks and that all the guests are taken care of and get to their destination safely and, and content. So, um, and we get to know each other. We call it the, the jump seat confessionals because, you know, while you're sitting there during takeoff and landing and if there's turbulence, we're all talking. And it's funny how close we all become very quickly. Um, and it's just, I think, part of the personality of flight crews. We all sort of, I guess you got to be pretty friendly. Don't tell anybody I'm friendly and that I like people. It goes against what I've been telling people. So, um, but no, everybody is so great. And yeah, just... We have the best view up there. I mean, hello, look out those windows, those amazing sunsets and water views. Now that said, 
that's all the great stuff about being a cabin crew member. Um, but there are some setbacks. So remember when you're flying on a holiday that those cabin crew members are, are giving up their holidays to help get you to where you need to be. Um, also, if you're scared on the plane, I mean, I've had this where I've sat in literally in the middle of the aisle holding somebody's hand and talking them through a few little bumps because they were so scared. Um, or explaining to a young person who was traveling alone who was super scared and explaining to them all the different bumps and sounds they were feeling and hearing. And by the end of it, they were so content and felt very comfortable. So, um, yeah. So, but the bad thing about flying is sometimes you run into people who treat you like you're, I don't know what, I don't want to say like you're there to serve them, but really that's what it feels like. They don't say hi to you when you get on the plane and they're really rude. They shove their bags in everywhere. Um, they don't pay any attention to their neighbor. Like they're very inconsiderate um, of their uh, people's personal space. And by this, I mean like they take up extra room with their stuff, stick it on somebody else's seat. Um, the feet, we've all seen the feet. So don't stick your dirty feet between the body of the aircraft and the seat in front of you or between the two seats in front of you. That's just gross. I don't even care if you have socks and shoes on. It's just rude and disrespectful. Put your feet on the friggin' floor. <laughs> um, and that the, the tray where you eat your meals or put your laptop or your book or your knitting is for those things. It is not for your feet. So some people will literally cross their legs and put them on the tray table. And I'm always so nice to point out that that's not what it's for because that's gross. Um, it's also not a change table for your child. We have change tables in the bathroom. And when you come on with a child, we tell you that for that specific reason. So don't change your baby where people are meant to eat food because it's gross. You wouldn't do that in a restaurant, plop your kid up on the table and change their diaper. And when you change the diaper, don't bring it back. Or if you're so sneaky, you have to do it on the seat, jam it into the seat in front of you, like the little pocket in front of you. Because when we find it, it's so gross. I'm like, who does that? Like, why wouldn't you just get up and put it in the garbage if you're going to insist on changing it there? So those are just pet peeves. Don't clip your toenails. That's really gross too. So um, yeah, those are the don't do because that's a pet peeve. Um, the other one is when people go to the washroom in barefoot or their socks and we're like, don't do that. And people go, why? And we're like, you really don't want to go in there in your bare feet. And they just go, oh, it's okay. They have no idea the amount of times people miss the toilet when they pee. I don't know how. Because it's not like the bathroom is super spacious. I mean, it's right there. But yet, people miss all the time. And it's for us to clean up. And I just, I would not, would you, let me put it this way. Would you go into a gas station bathroom in bare feet? If the answer is no, don't do it on a plane. <laughs> just trust me on that. Um, yeah. Um, but it's another pet peeve. Oh, so you should know that when you get on a plane, we can only serve you so much alcohol. So don't come on the plane drunk. 
because if we think you're intoxicated or on a narcotic or high, we actually won't let you on. We'll remove you. And that's for your safety as well as ours and everybody else's. So we're not going to let you fly. But also we are obligated to only serve so much alcohol to a person on a flight. So um, every drink you have at 36,000 feet is actually going to hit you like two drinks. And you might not feel it because you're sitting down. But that's the effect. So we are going to watch how much you're drinking. And so if we cut you off because, you know, you've had two or three and, and perhaps we can tell that it's hitting you a little stronger than you might realize. Um, yelling at us isn't going to make us give you the drink. We're not going to sit there and go, oh, my goodness, you've been so belligerent and mean and made a huge scene. You're right. I'll just give you some more alcohol. That's never going to happen. So don't do it. Um, what else? Oh, if you're going to eat chips and cookies, this is just me asking, can you not dump them on the floor and then stand on them or have your kids stand on them or just throw them on the floor? Um, cause I get it. Cheerios and cookies, that all falls on the floor. I get it. Um, I have kids. I've flown with kids. I get it. But there are people who literally dump it's disgusting. They dump it all on the floor and it's crushed into the carpet and stuff and in the seats and they don't even care. They And I'm just like, what does your house look like? Like, I'm not sitting there mad because I have to clean it up, whatever. We can call a crew if we have to. But I'm totally judging you because if you're willing to like leave that disgusting of a mess or diapers in the back seat, you know I'm judging you. I mean, hello, who does that? So, yeah. Those are some pet peeves. Um, mm, pay attention during the um, the demo. You might have seen it 6,000 times. I get it. But we're not up there doing the safety dance because we got nothing better to do. Honestly, if there was ever a reason to use emergency exits or you had to put your mask on, we don't have time in the instant to run over to you and re-explain it to you. If something were to happen, you either know where your exits are and how to put on the mask or you don't because, you know, there could be anywhere from 50 to 180 to or even more, double that, depending what kind of plane you're on, people on board. And our job is to get you all to your destination safely. And if we have to evacuate, we need to do that within 90 seconds and then sweep the plane to make sure nobody else is left. That is why we go over the safety demo at the beginning of the flight. Also, should you feel the urge to leave, don't pull the emergency exit over the wing because that's not a way to get to the luggage faster or because you don't like how, how long people are taking to disembark. You don't get to open that window to get out just because you feel like it. And yes, that has happened. Not to me, but somebody I know. Sorry about my cat. He's meowing. So... Those are all things. Now, I have met some amazing people who have become Instagram or Facebook friends on board. I know it sounds weird, but sometimes you actually run into passengers that you've flown with before more than you do another cabin crew member, which is odd, but it is what it is. So I had my mom, my mom, I'm an airline brat. So my dad was airline brat. Sorry, my dad was a captain for 30 something years. So he has all kinds of stories. And he's one of the reasons why I'm always like, put your seatbelt on during um, takeoff and landing, especially if the seatbelt spine is on because there might be turbulence because people, I don't think they realize that you can actually like go up and hit your head on the um, 
the overhead compartment. So my dad had that happen over Dallas. Um, they hit, I don't know if it's clear air or what they hit, but any event they lost altitude and people did go up and hit their heads. And so that's something you always want to, we tell you to wear your seatbelts for a reason, not because we like to torture you. Um, but yeah. So the other thing that was funny, uh, my mom wrote, she was a flight attendant and an in-flight trainer, and she's been retired for probably about 25 years, but many of her lists, she, she has a, you know, different things that she loved about flying to, like all the different places that she went to and sites that she saw and people that she met. Um, she always has really great stories about that. Sorry, I'm taking off a hoodie as we're talking. Um, but she also has a list and it's funny because even 25 years later, the same pet peeves still exist. So like during meal service, don't recline your seat so far back to the person before behind you so that they have no ability to move, let alone enjoy their own meal. Um, she wrote the same thing about the feet and the toenails, like the fact that for 25 years, it seems that this is still a problem. I don't, I don't understand who these people are. It's gross. Don't do it. Um, but the people who take their hair and they flip it over the seat, like it's not just on Instagram. You see that crap. People really do do it. They take their hair and they flip it over the seat so that it's over the person's like TV and stuff behind them. But I'm the type of person who will like point that out for you and um, very nicely shame you into moving it. Um, because I feel like that's common sense. Like if I have to go to you and say, hi, ma'am, could you remove your hair from the person's space behind you? Like that just seems like something I shouldn't have to say out loud. Um, but then I shouldn't have to tell you to not go to the bathroom in bare feet and yet here we are, so whatever. Um, she wrote the same thing, take your meds on your carry-on and don't drink too much and take your meds so i guess that's kind of the same thing like i was telling you don't drink too much don't get high um because that's not going to end well we'd hate to have you escorted off um she actually wrote if you get mad don't say you you have a bomb i'm guessing that's something that must have happened to her i can honestly say that's never happened to me that happened in my last career twice that's a different story, but it has nothing to do with when I was flying. But um, I don't think people would do that now. I think like they're educated enough to know that that would end really badly. So she wrote, yeah, she wrote about the shoes. Um, oh, she, <laughs> she wrote, the carpets are not cleaned as often as you think. If you're on a long flight and somebody throws up and the plane has to be turned around, we clean it the best we can. So that's another thing you want to think about too, right? Like, do you really want to be going barefoot? I don't know. So, but she has lots of good things. I mean, like we always have good things to say. Flying is one of the most amazing jobs you can totally have. It is so much fun. And as a passenger, when you have a really fun crew and you've had a good experience, you've been treated well, um, you've had a really pleasant flight, it just you feel good. Like, it's so nice. Like I've been hugged by people getting off the plane who have said, thank you so much for your help. Or I had such a great flight or you guys were so good. And that just makes my heart full because that means I've done my job well and that you've had such a great experience. That in itself is so rewarding. But yeah, don't be the person who ruins it for all the other people on board because you had to have a meltdown because you're so entitled. Hold on. I gotta let the cat in. Are you coming in? 
Yeah, I know. You're 24 pounds of vocal love tonight. Um, don't be that one person who thinks that you're so special that, you know, you have to make the biggest fuss ever on board because we don't serve peanuts. You know, like we say, would you like cookies or pretzels? And you say both. No worries. Have both. But somebody will say peanuts. Well, did I offer you peanuts? No, I said cookies or pretzels. Well, why don't you have peanuts? Because a lot of people are allergic to them. And so we offer two alternatives. Um, what can I offer you? Well, I would have liked peanuts. Well, that's great. I would have liked to have a different conversation with you. But yet here we are. So um, don't worry. I don't actually say that. It's in my head. But uh, don't be that person. Uh, you know, be considerate of the people around you, too. I, I remember one of my last flights coming out of uh, Mexico, we had a medical on the ground and I felt so bad for this gentleman and his family. They did have to leave because he was so sick. There was no way he could have flown. And this woman was so loud, a couple of rows over going, um, she kept yelling, is this going to affect my connection? And she was so vocal. Everybody was like, it was awkward. Everybody was ignoring her. And I finally turned and I very politely said, you know what? If you miss your connection, the airline will make sure that you get on the next available flight. But right now our concern is making sure that this gentleman is healthy and safety and gets the help that he needs. And that seems to trump the convenience of your connection. And she didn't say anything. And actually a fireman was on board and he helped this gentleman too. And he actually told the guy, ignore the people who were being rude. It was so stressful because a medical is so stressful as it is. The last thing we need is somebody yelling at us. That they're going to miss their connection. We're all missing something, but I think a life is worth more than that. So, hey, that's just me. Mm. Sorry. I'm enjoying my wine as we do this. So my other girlfriend wrote another list and I laughed because I said, oh my God, we have the same list. And again, my mom's list over overlaps. So, you know, this is like a common thing. So she wrote no bare feet, right? That's three of us telling you that. Wash your hands when using the washroom. We can hear if the faucet is on or not. It's true. We actually can. Um, let's see. You don't get to hang out in the galley. Everybody comes and hangs out in the galley. They want to stretch their legs. So they come into the galley. A couple reasons why that's generally not good is one, that's really our space. That's, you know, where we get to eat our lunch, sit for a second. We've got to clean up the galley. And sometimes we only have so much time to pack everything away. And those carts are 175 pounds and get them safely stowed. Um, for various reasons, take off landing, turbulence, whatever, or to prep for another service if it's a really long flight. But the other thing too is there it's not safe. There's no extra seat belts back there. So should we hit any unexpected turbulence, it's really not safe for you. And so that's why we ask you to return to your seat. Um, she wrote, take off your damn earphones when we talk to you. It's true. Like you're talking to somebody and you're like, hi, can I get you a beverage? And you just ignore us, which can just say no thank you right um or um you you try to wave at the person you're like hello and they ignore you and so you move on and they go hello you totally missed me and I'm like well no actually I didn't I waved at you and I tried to get your attention and you flat out ignored me so um I, I don't know what to do um and take out your phones when you're talking to the flight attendant because there's nothing worse than when I'm asking you what you want and you're like what I'm like, would you like something to drink? What? Oh my God, just take the earphones out. Just take them out for two seconds. I, I know the engines are loud, but I mean, really? So 
yeah she had that as a pet peeve too um <laughs> it's not because the plane landed that you get to take your seatbelt off and stand up this is true it's not safe don't do it we don't like it and we will call you out and uh let's see uh yes babies cry and yes kids are nosy noisy sorry you don't get to be a jerk about it it's true people fly with their kids and their babies we all do i did you know hopefully the person has planned for their children don't be the person who came on with three kids and actually asked me hi can you tell me where you stow the, stow the the toys for the children and i was all like what now and they're like where are the toys for the children i'm like in whatever bag you pack them in <laughs> it's an airplane it's not ikea there's no bouncy room so um but babies do cry and you got to be um compassionate to that i know it can be loud and tiring when babies cry or little kids but it's hard for them to sit for that long but with babies it's the air pressure so it's the ear pressure and i always feel for those little ones because it really hurts and they have no other way to express themselves so i get it um but just be cognizant of that um so yeah um i hope we all get to fly again soon like we were saying in the States, um, they're flying at almost full capacity from what I understand. People are traveling, the airports are busy. The only thing is it's mandated you have to wear a mask. Um, in Canada, I don't even think we're running at 20%, but we hope to get there in the fall. But the thing is, if you're asked to wear a mask, it's actually, I think, mandated here that you have to wear a mask too. So if you refuse to wear a mask, you could actually be banned from flying from a certain amount of time. And I think people think that once they're in the air, there's nothing that can be done. And unfortunately, um, for whoever that person is, that's just not the case. Um, there are all kinds of repercussions because at the end of the day, the regulations and rules are there so that we all get to our destination safely. And for, for the safety of whoever you're traveling with or sitting beside as well. So we're not trying to be unreasonable when we ask you to do things. There is a reason for it. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, so those are the do's and don'ts. I'm trying to think, you know, what not to do on a plane. I could tell, yeah, there's been some crazy things. Like you do hear the stories, like people do go batshit crazy on the plane. Sometimes there are stories of people losing it and, you know, having huge temper tantrums on the plane. So not cool. It's so uncomfortable when you're dealing with it, um, but we're trained to. And uh, it's it's embarrassing and uncomfortable for everybody around you. And odds are it's not gonna end well for you, so just don't do it. Um, yeah, things of people like, you know, passing out in medicals or people peeing where they're not supposed to because they're mad. Um, don't light a cigarette in the bathroom or your seat. We're gonna know. Um, secret vaping. You're not that sneaky. We're going to know. And you get fined. Don't do it. Um, so when you get on the plane, say hello. At least pretend you're paying attention to the safety demo so that we know that you're safe. Wear your seatbelt when asked. When you're asked if you want a beverage, say no thank you or yes and order whatever it is you want because we're happy to do it for you. If you need us, hit that bell. You know, don't stick your diapers in the back of the seat or jam all your chips and cookies into the carpet on the floor. You wouldn't do that at your friend's house. Don't do it in ours. Um, other than that, we hope you always have a good flight. I hope that we all get to travel soon. I know a lot of people are missing travel, just going somewhere. Um, 
there's you get the travel bug and it's so amazing to see different places and go different places but also the it's it's a great means to get to see your family i know i have family back east and i haven't seen them in such a long time and our hope was to go out last summer for a week and we weren't able to because of coronavirus so i don't even think that this summer it's going to happen but um Hopefully we all get to flying soon and that you have the most enjoyable flight and that you have a great crew and you let them take care of you and you don't do the things we talked about. Be a good travel person. Your crew wants to take care of you and they want to make you happy and they want you to get there safe with your shoes on and your feet where they're supposed to be and your hair in your own personal space, not being drunk or high on drugs not having an outburst, uh, not changing your diapers on the, on the tray, things like that, just common sense. <laughs> so hopefully you're not mad at me going, oh my God, I can't believe that flight attendants are so demanding. We're not, it's just common sense. Think about it. If you're somebody who literally is having a moment where you're like, I don't see a problem going to the bathroom in my socks on a plane or in bare feet, and I'll put my feet up between somebody but somebody's seats or on the tray table because I feel like it then yes I'm speaking directly to you don't do it just don't even get on the plane we will judge you <laughs> so other than that stay safe uh hope to get to see everybody on a plane one day soon um if you have any funny stories about flying feel free to message me on instagram at uh, I guess I'm under CND, so for Canadian, CND underscore mama, or just hashtag the undomestic housewife, you'll find me. I'm also on Facebook. You can email me at nat at the undomestic housewife.com. Hi, Max. He's just staring at me purring. So uh, any fun stories, I would love to hear them. Um, if you have any future podcast ideas or questions or whatever, just fire us a message and let's chat. Thanks for giving me your time. Uh, we have um, been downloaded over, well, close to 700 times. And I know that's not a lot for some people, but for me, it is a lot. And I am so grateful for everybody giving me your half hour of time uh, once a week. Um, I know your time is valuable and I appreciate each of you taking the time to listen and for your feedback and your comments. We hope you have a wonderful week. And by we, I mean Max and I, the cat. Um, and we look forward to speaking with you again next week. Take care.